Welcome to Picks with the Professor, the show where a real statistics professor and his cousin gives you sports betting tips. I'm your host, Professor Sides. For the latest updates, information, you can find me on Twitter at Professor Sides, and you can find my cousin Jared on Twitter at Cousin Jared. This culture episode covers select games from week 12 of the 2022 season. I guess you're here. Check out the webpage on the banner. It's www.pickswiththeprofessor.com slash new for a primer. Otherwise, the goals of this episode are to share key information about these games, give you a few things to think on, and explain why certain plays are being made. We never recommend blindly tailing or fading any pick, but rather to hear the justifications of the thought processes to make sure you're fully on board with the sword against us before investing your hard-earned money. We will make a pick on every game, but you should take what you like and leave the rest. Remember, there are no locks in gambling, so what we will provide are loves, likes, and leans. It is A, B, and C grade picks. To indicate our confidence level with respect to scaling wagers, however, please understand that good and bad variants will occur, and I guess injuries in the middle of the game. Yes. yes. No reason I'm saying that right now as we're recording this on Tuesday night. Uh, so as much as I'd like to say we'll be profitable each and every week, that is an impossible reality for any gambler. Because uh, in Jared, week 12... Um, Next week is the last full week of games. I feel like I don't know how we got here. Nope. I have no idea how we got here either. It has got to be the fastest uh, season that I have ever, ever remember. Uh, it feels like it's just absolutely uh, flown by. So definitely going to have to soak it in, enjoy uh, next week, and then look forward to uh, a lot, uh, just a few games, but uh, a lot of good games on Conference, conference Championship weekend. Mm-hmm. Yeah, absolutely. And it, not to take us too deep off the rails here, but it is, it is a good thing to remember people like, you know, I, I'm, I am a real professor and part of the reason I'm a real professor is I love helping people. And I just, I feel it's my duty to pass along, like remind everyone to live in the moment and, in, and cherish these last few college football games, because this could be great into the season here, rivalry games, and then conference championship games and then bowl games. And we should, we got to cherish it and live in the moment, yep. enjoy watching these games uh, yep. because then, then the, after that, it's going to be a long time before we have it again. So yeah. uh, let's 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 enjoy the last uh, few games here. Try to make as much money as we can off of them, right? Exactly. That's that's our goal every week. All right. Well, before we get to today's show, some reminders. Please hit that like button if you're on YouTube. Also, if you aren't yet, please consider subscribing or following. It's free. And if you turn on notifications, you'll miss any of the college basketball, MLB, or college football content that this channel provides. And we've also got that Patreon if you're looking to get some extra benefits. Membership price is just three bucks per month, which gets you. The plays of the day, Mac Daddy's thoughts on the Maction, uh, all sorts of other fun stuff. You can get ad-free shows if that's something you're interested in. Discord chat, which is the best place to ask us questions and and have some chatter about any of these games. Any games we don't cover, there's there's talk about NFL and hockey and all sorts of fun stuff in there. So, uh, Otherwise, we'll get right to it here. All lines courtesy of Bet Online. Sign up link in the show description. And current as of the time of this recording on Tuesday night. We're going to cover 19 games for you in this episode. All of them on Saturday. We're going to kick it off with Indiana and Michigan State at noon Eastern. Um, you know, Michigan State, we talked about last week, kind of all season really. A little bit disappointing after last year. Maybe at least getting things going in the right direction. A good opportunity to get bowl eligible here uh, in the second to last game of the season. They are 10-point favorites. Something says they should be 13.7-point favorites. On average, they win this by about two touchdowns. And the biggest reason is because Indiana is just bad. They're ranked 90th, according to the model. Not Northwestern-level bad, but not that much better than that. An Indiana team, as we've mentioned before, on occasion, not always, because I think they did get clocked at home in one of the conference teams, but sometimes plays a little better at home and on the road. Yeah, not as much. Uh, total of this one's 47 and a half. I think we're going to lay the 10 of Michigan State here, given that they're at home, have a good chance to um, 
gets that bulge ability, and then on the total, maybe going over that 47 and a half. Cousin Jared, uh, sell us on that one. Yeah, so I, I said might go over the total on that, uh, but I just checked the weather in East Lansing, Michigan. See, trying to get ahead of the game. Check the weather in East Lansing. For Saturday. Hey, we have a better better chance of doing it here on the Tuesday night shows than the Sunday night shows. The Sunday night shows is like just a crapshoot. The, the weather's yeah. just generic, like what time of year is it, right? Now we have a little better yeah. idea on Tuesday, right? Yeah, yeah. And so uh, high is 27, uh, 40% chance of snow and in, in like Ooh. 15 to 20 mile an hour winds. Um, yep, not going to play the over. After I check that, All but right. in general, it, the, if the if the forecast changes between now and then, at the current number of forty seven and a half, uh, we mentioned Indiana has been uh, very bad at, at, on the road, and so I think Michigan State has not looked great offensively, but they've played some very good def- defensive teams the past handful of weeks. I yeah. think that this is going to be an opportunity for them to put up some points, and I think Indiana can put up you know fourteen, seventeen points. If Jake were here, he would tell you you know ad nauseum how terrible the the Michigan State defense um, has been at times this year even recently um, you know we've talked a lot about that Michigan game how they just field goaled them to death that the the actual points that Michigan should have scored would have been a a lot higher so anyway it's a tale of two cases right like you can almost paint one picture of the Michigan State defense was terrible look at how many yards they gave up look at how many times they allowed Michigan into the red zone but you could also make the case like Michigan's got a decent offense and like they held strong in the red zone right so it's almost like depending on what story you want to make out of that game, you can, right? So I'm a little bit more concerned about the back door they allowed to Rutgers. That was the biggest problem last week. And I think that's our biggest fear here. That's why why this isn't an A-grade pick for me personally, because of that back door, you know, being on the table given that they allowed it last week. So uh, that's too fresh in my mind to make this an A-grade pick personally. Yeah, and so viewer, what I would tell you, if, if the weather gets a little bit better, and what I mean by that, if there's less likelihood of snow and maybe the winds aren't quite as bad, temperature doesn't bother me as much, uh, I can make this like a C grade over 47 and a half, uh, but wanna, would want to get a little more clarity on that. I'm good with giving a, a B grade to land the 10 points with, with Michigan State. Uh, I think they're clearly a better team than Indiana is. Yep, and at home mattering a lot here too. So yep. we'll go B grade pick on Michigan State minus 10. On the wind too, I've mentioned this before in case you haven't heard it, check the direction of the wind relative to the stadium uh, as well. Side-to-side winds can throw havoc in the passing game to your back or in your face, less so. But the snow could cause a problem too, especially with visibility, just how nasty it is. So it's some sort of combination of nastiness and some combination of the direction of the wind, some combination of the temperature. So there's a lot of elements here to look at when you're assessing the total for this one. We're just locking that beat pick on uh, Sparty minus 10. New Eastern Virginia Tech at Liberty. Liberty is a 10-point home favorite. Sideline says they should be a 9-point home favorite. We've talked a lot about Liberty and mostly nailed them this year. They're the team that plays well against the bigger schools and the big motivational games. They either hang in there and lose close or they just win outright in upset fashion. And when they play weaker teams, they just go very vanilla. Don't seem to either. It's partially maybe a motivational thing. It's partially just on purpose. The coaching staff saying we only have so many bullets in this gun and we've got to make sure that we save the good stuff for the good teams. And so they just go very generic, very, you know, that sort of thing. Yeah. Interesting question here. Is Virginia Tech a big game? It's an in-state, you know, they view Virginia Tech as big brother rival. But according to the model here, Liberty is the 71st best team in the country. Virginia Tech down to 95th, almost down to the triple wow. digits. So wow. uh, from from a, from a you know, if you said coming into the year, you would have said this is definitely a big game for Liberty. And now it's like, 
is it? I don't really know if it's a big game for a Liberty. Yeah, well, uh, what I'll tell you is it's definitely not a look-ahead spot for for Liberty because they're playing New Mexico State uh, next week. And so they're not going to be looking ahead to the New Mexico State Aggies. Um, man, 10 points feels like a lot for uh, a, a team like Liberty where it feels like they're so up and down. And to your point, I don't know if Virginia Tech qualifies as a, a big yeah, game. If anything, either. it would be Virginia Tech being like, look, guys, we're really bad. We have to come out and make a statement against an in-state school that is just uh, Virginia you know, Tech two and eight. Who would it two and eight? I can't, yeah. I can't believe we knew they'd be down, but my goodness. Yeah, it's 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 much worse. Whenever you t- whenever you just said that they were 95th, I to be honest with you, I was very shocked by that. That is that is uh, worse worse than I would have thought. Um, uh, same, yeah, I said, but but yeah, but but two and eight, and it's like I mean, it, it's kind of hard to argue with it, right? Yeah, it definitely it is definitely is hard to argue with that. Uh, you know, maybe Virginia Tech's trying to make up for the Old Dominion loss. They had an ugly loss to an in-state team to start the season. <laughs> this is like, hey, we can't we can't do this twice in the same season, maybe. <laughs> Yeah, I, I think we should be taking the 10 with Virginia Tech. I think it's too many points. I'm just not that confident in it. To me, it's a B or a C grade. Uh, Cousin Jared, which which way are you going to push us there on the number of units we want on this one? Well, I got I can't believe I'm going to say this. Let's let's make this a B grade because I I just think that I think this game could also potentially be low scoring. Um, I have less faith in that than, than I do taking the 10 points, but this could be low scoring. So I think 10 points could could be valuable. Yeah, and and I, I think we're gonna pass the total because we've yeah. seen just enough weirdness with some of the Liberty games. Yep. Um, but with regards to total, if you if if we have viewers who are interested, you said you would lean under. If it gets to forty eight, that would be maybe something you're a little bit more better about. That's kind of the number you might be waiting for. If you, if if you're if you happen to be eyeing the under. Yeah, and that completely has to do with Virginia Tech because Virginia Tech has had one, two, three, four, five, six, seven games go under 50 points this season. Uh, And one of those games that didn't go under 50 points was North Carolina. And so this is just like, this is just the type of game that Virginia Tech plays. And so this is, uh, if I did play the under, it would be more based on Virginia Tech and not so much to do with Liberty. Because as you alluded to, Liberty is kind of all over the place. Right, right, absolutely. Yeah, so we're going to take a B-grade pick on Virginia Tech plus 10. The hope being that Virginia Tech hasn't completely mailed in the season and that they're saying, you know, hey, uh, we're going to play little brother in-state school. Don't let them embarrass you. You know, go out there and fight hard and go get a win. And hopefully they can use that as a motivating factor to at least keep this close. And then at that point, we don't have to care who wins. We'll we'll have the 10 points in our back pockets. Noon Eastern, Illinois, and Michigan – Almost every team rivalry game next week, which is really exciting. A little bit of a look at spot here for Michigan playing Ohio State next week in a game that they win and almost assuredly in the playoff, they'll have an easier challenge in the Big Ten championship game. And as well last year, as interesting and frisky as some of those Big Ten West teams can be, Illinois at times, Iowa at times, none of them seem um, like a team that can can't stop Michigan or Ohio State. So winner of uh, you know winner of that game matters a lot. So a little bit of a look at spot here. Illinois looked really tough, really bad yeah. these last couple of weeks. Yep. Um playing in higher scoring games than we'd think, but given the fact that you've got two of the top five defenses in the country here with Illinois and Michigan, 
I'm thinking we should go under the 42, and I'm thinking that's correlated with grabbing the 18 with Illinois. My question to you is, which one do we feel stronger about? The model says it should be Michigan minus 17, so a tiny bit of value grabbing the 18 here. Mm -hmm. Uh, But between the under 42 and the plus 18, if you had to pick one, like a little bit more, maybe we put that second unit on and leave the other one as a C-grade pick. Which one do you feel better about personally? Uh, I personally feel better about the under 42, and the reason is it's because if – Illinois is in this game. My opinion is that it's a really low scoring game. If uh, Illinois keeps, keeps this close, if it's not close and let's just say that Michigan gets up by 24 points or something like that, then the look ahead spot comes into play and Michigan is just pulling people left and right. They're not, they're just literally trying to run out the clock, keep everybody healthy and get to the the game next week against Ohio state. So I think both of those uh, play into a lower scoring game. And again, the, the, the weather that I mentioned for Michigan state would apply here as well. Although I'm not sure it would really change how either of these teams call their offense, Probably <laughs> whether, <not. laughs> whether it's 25 degrees or whether it's 95 <laughs> degrees. So right. uh, I say, let's give a B grade to the under, 42. I, I kind of like that. And I mean, 18 points is still a lot um, for, for mm-hmm. a game with a total this low. Mm-hmm. So uh, do, are you leaning more towards a, a B grade or a C grade on that? C, C, C grade on that one. Then. I, I think and that's kind of why I asked the question. I think whichever one you like a little bit more, let's go B, the other one C. Uh, they are really correlated. Uh, we're not advising any parlays on the course of the show, but this is one that you might want to eye there because uh, if, 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 like you said, if Illinois is in this game, it's probably a, a tight game. If Illinois covers, uh, you know, it's higher likely the under, under hits. The thing, if accidentally, accidentally, I'm not predicting this, but if for some reason Illinois is ahead in the third quarter, this under is almost surely going to hit because we know what Bert's going to try to do <laughs> with yep. – with the game and that's what they haven't been able to do the last two weeks they haven't been up so they haven't been able to kind of grind it out but that's what they want to do so it's kind of like there's a little bit of correlation between these two so if 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 you like both those maybe a small parlay on the plus 18 and the under 42 makes a lot of sense just because of how many points is and how low of a total it is Uh, but we'll officially go c grade pick on illinois plus 18 we like the under 42 a little bit more we'll go b grade on that also noon eastern Wisconsin and Nebraska. I think we've backed Nebraska either once or twice all season. I think we've got both of those wins. Uh, model's been mostly against Nebraska. It's made a lot of sense. They're only three and seven on the season. They haven't covered a ton, but model likes them again here. Wisconsin obviously is going to give Nebraska everything they want. They're five and five looking for bowl eligibility, uh, but Wisconsin is just not a great team outside the top 25, according to the model. Not that Nebraska is a good team, but at home, kind of like we just talked about total this game, 38 and a half, 13 is a lot of points for a game with such a low total. Sideline says it should be 9.5, so a pretty strong edge on Nebraska plus 13. Obviously, you like 14 a little bit more, but you do have to wonder in a game with the total this low, we're obviously expecting field goals. So that 13 might come more into play in a game like this than a game with a total of something like 65. Cousin Jared, what is your take? So first of all, just check the weather for Lincoln, Nebraska. Cold, but no wind, no precipitation. So we're, we're, we're not necessarily having the same concerns, even though this is another Big Ten game in the Midwest. Not necessarily concerned about the weather here. Uh, man, going through and looking at the past uh, five weeks of Nebraska games, in those five weeks they played Rutgers, Illinois, Minnesota, and Michigan. Obviously, Michigan, uh, the best team out of those. But Minnesota, Illinois, Rutgers, 
stylistically compared to Wisconsin, not very different at all. I, I would say very similar. <sighs> I can't believe I'm going to say this. None of those games got to 38 and a half. <laughs> got to 38 points. I told, we, we talked we talked a little briefly about a bunch of these games before. I said 30 and a half, and I was like, feels like an under. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So so let's go B grade under 38 and a half. Uh, just because Wisconsin's <laughs> offense, gosh, Graham Mertz has been so bad. I thought he was going to be very good for, for, for that team. He was like the highest rated quarterback recruit they'd had yeah. in a long time. It just has not panned out for him at all. Uh, and I don't know why Wisconsin couldn't do uh, defensively, at the very least, the same thing to Nebraska that all of these other teams ha- have done for the past month of the season. So let's give a B grade to the under 38 and a half. Um, yeah, and, and with that, again, correlation here. Why not take the 13 points with, with Nebraska? According to the model, this is where I, I, I build in some probabilities to cover. This is where the model starts to do a lot better at crisscross that threshold. The, the sideline would argue for this to be an A grade play. It is Nebraska involved, so I'm okay if we don't give it an A. I'm just throwing that out there, and I just want to see how you respond to the words. The model says Nebraska's an A grade play. Last time the model was an a, it said Nebraska's mm. an A grade play, they jumped up to a lead and lost but covered. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. And, and that that was kind of it was kind of going out on a limb there. Um mm-hmm. let's let's put it this way. Uh Wisconsin would have covered a grand total of uh two games against SBF's competition with a spread of 13 points this season. One of those was New Mexico State and the other one was Northwestern. Should should we make this an A grade? I think we should. I can't believe it, but I think we yeah. should. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Let's do it. And it goes back to what what I've said a lot, right? Which is anytime we're kind of the models kind of constantly fading a team and then all of a sudden it flips, it, it, it feels like the, like I trust the model and synthesizing all the data and it's like the line is an overreaction and that's, what's been happening lately. Like the, the, the lines have kind of at the beginning of the season, we were like, why aren't the lines reacting? Nebraska's terrible. And they weren't reacting. And then it's like, now all of a sudden the pendulum has swung to the other direction and it's like, okay, they're, they're not good, but they're, they're not, they're not so bad that at home a Wisconsin team that can't beat anybody big is just going to ter- destroy and, and it's terrible. And, and on they offense. could terrible on offense. It's terrible on offense, which is correlate, which is why the total slow is correlated to you know you have to be good on offense to win by two touchdowns or more. Again, yep. anything can happen. There's no locks in gambling. It's just one of those you know they play this game ten times and Nebraska probably wins like three of them, and in three yeah. of them it's probably a one score game. You know? Yeah, yeah. And sorry, I'm go off topic here for a second. I've got to toot my horn a little bit because I called that Iowa and Wisconsin game to a T where I said that both defenses are great, but literally Iowa's special teams and defense will do mm-hmm. something that will put their offense in better position. And, and so or just like, give them a pick six and just score, which is what happened. Yeah. And so, yeah, again, I just had to toot my horn. I, I, I feel like we all saw that one coming yeah. uh you know yeah. iowa averaged like 2.2 yards per play and won the game by 14 points uh so anyway you said that you got to be good to win by more than 14 points uh but it's not always true but anyway I but guess. but like we said iowa's defense and special teams yeah. are that good wisconsin's yeah. solid defense for sure but they they're not i, I mean iowa they just don't, they just don't have the, the they don't make the the game breaking plays they don't have the the crazy turnovers and, and the blocked punts and everything they're they're really good but they just don't make those electric plays necessarily yeah. all right so we'll go a grade play can't believe it on nebraska yeah. plus 13 um, yeah. 
and we're going to go B grade under 38 and a half. And I think, because yeah. uh, correct me if I'm wrong here, but I think the B grade order kind of stops here at 38 or 38 and a half. 38 if you're fine with the push. But that push yeah. protection on 38, um, we could obviously see this game. We like this game going. Like if this game finishes, you know, 17 to 10, nobody would be shocked. But right. 38 being kind of a key number for the spot. You know, if, if it does drop to 37 and a half or, or something like that, it loses a little bit of its confidence unless it's dropping because it seems like there's going to be 30 mile an hour wind gusts. And then at that point, just play under any number because nobody, there's yeah. 30 mile an hour winds, nobody's scoring in that, <laughs> that game, right. that sort of thing, right? Right. All, right. all right. So B grade under, A grade on Nebraska. Also at New Eastern, Florida at Vanderbilt. Uh, look, I'm going to, I'm not going to bury the lead. Total of 57 and a half. And we talked about this a little bit before the show. I cannot believe it. I hate it. But this feels like an overspot with what we've seen from these yeah. two teams recently. Like Vanderbilt's offense kind of mildly competent and their defense, you know, obviously not, I mean, not a good football team, obviously, but we kind of thought maybe for a while it was going to be the defense was a little bit better, but the offense is kind of scoring. Florida has been scoring a lot lately and their defense has looked a little bit shakier. Yeah. 57 and a half on the short side of 58. I can't believe it, but I, I we should be playing the over in this, in my opinion. I also yeah. want to lay the 14 with, with Florida here. Sideline says it should be 16.8. Vanderbilt still flirting with being ranked around the 100 spot uh, available as Florida's up to 22nd. We've seen Florida maybe kind of putting it together. Vanderbilt coming off of that Kentucky game. I mean, this is a bit of a letdown from that yeah, game. Yeah. Um, they are at home, but if, if Florida is anything like what we've seen lately, kind of, you know, new coach maybe just kind of took a little bit to get all the pieces rocking and rolling. A coach we all kind of had faith in to get it going. Yeah. Um, if Florida's really get it going here, they ought to be able to take care of business here and win by the more than 14. So uh, Vanderbilt minus, I mean, Florida minus 14 over 57 and a half. Cousin Jared, how does that resonate with you? Uh, I want to give a B grade to land the 14 points with, with Florida. I think that is a, a solid bet. Uh, I mean, kudos to Vanderbilt as, as somebody who watches a lot of SEC football. Seeing them get a win is always exciting. Uh, it's more than a blue – once in a blue moon <laughs> situation. Yeah. Uh, so, yeah. So really exciting for them. And, but, and four wins on the season now. I mean, yeah. usually they get some non-conference wins, but four overall is also pretty good for them. Yeah. Uh, but, yeah, huge letdown spot. <laughs> Huge, huge letdown spot here. If you would have told them that they were going to have four wins and one SEC victory before the season, they would have been like, good. Let's do I'll, it. I'll, I'll, yeah, I'll, I'll take it. Yeah, uh, so yeah. Because the, them, them and Kansas both were, were battling for bottom 10 status all last season. <laughs> and so yeah. for them to be this far out into the double, uh, into the double digits, into the triple digits, I mean, they should say kudos to them. And, 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 and really, Vanderbilt, uh, you know, UConn, and you mentioned Kansas. There, there has been some really good stories in, in yeah. UConn going to a bowl game. Uh, what oh, what kind it. of world are warms my heart this time of year? <laughs> yeah, yeah, can't wait to break down UConn in a bowl game. Oh, uh, oh that'll be yeah. great. I, I hope they go to the Bahamas Bowl. Anyway, got way off topic here. Um, I also say let's. Do we want to go B or C grade on the over? Because I agree, Florida's been putting up points like like crazy, and I think that Vanderbilt's going to have a really tough time stopping Anthony Richardson in this game. I'm yeah, I'm on the fence on this one. I think the question we have to ask ourselves is, what's more likely to happen in this game? Is it Vanderbilt's offense with a letdown spot? Florida gets out to a 31 to three lead, and, mm. you know, at the half, and then it just 
grinds to a halt? Or is it more like yeah. that the defense has a letdown spot and the offense plays well and it's more like, you know, 31 to 21 at the half or something, you know, or in the third quarter or whatever. Which one's more likely, the defense to struggle or the offense to struggle for Vanderbilt? I think determines yeah. the Because I'm, I'm on the fence too. Yeah, I, I would say let's give a C grade to the over 57 and a half thing because I, I feel like it's more likely that, you know, Florida could get up. This game could end, you know, 38 nothing, 42 nothing, and I, I wouldn't be surprised. I, yeah, I, I think I'm the same way. And and now, if you were, again, we're trying to give you some things to think on and react to. And sometimes I ask the questions explicitly, and sometimes I don't. Hopefully, you're kind of picking up and, and thinking through, do, do you agree with what we're saying or not? Because you and I have both kind of been more on the under for these two teams have been wrong for the last month. And we've done really well yeah. in totals, but we've, we've really missed on these two teams. And so coming right at the over, maybe, maybe we're just also a little hesitant on the over because we're still kind of like holding on to those old thought processes. So yeah. if you say, if you say, hey, I've been riding the over with these teams, and I'm going to keep doing it. You know, maybe you like it more than we do. Uh, but you're right. I, I agree. I think I'm just a little concerned with the letdown spot for Vanderbilt. That this game's like, like I said, like 31, three at the, at the half or 31, three early in the third quarter. And yep. then it just kind of, fizzles and finishes you know 38 10 or something like that and and yep. so i think the over makes sense given the way these teams have played but uh i i like having a little bit more on florida minus 14 than i do on the over because i think that's the more likely way that we're going to cash so we'll go b grade florida minus 14 and c grade one unit over 57 and a half one other new eastern game on the docket for this episode louisiana at florida state florida state looking incredible i, I cannot believe because yeah. jared I, can you believe after that week one florida state lsu uh game <laughs> i don't know if i want to call it that that was just a, yeah a weird display of some kind of form of football yeah that we would see lsu and florida state look so good down the stretch here uh props to to those students uh florida yeah. state's now ranked 15th according to the model Louisiana, 74th Louisiana, as we talked about, you know, losing the coach, lost a lot of players, mm -hmm. falling down. It's been mostly stable the last four or five weeks in the model, pinging up and down, but kind of in this, you know, 70 to 80-ish range. So they've kind of flattened out as not a very good team, not as good as they were before for sure, but not terrible either. Um, you know, look, all the big rivalry games next week, I don't see Florida State having any reason to run up the score in this one. Mm -hmm. Sideline says Florida State minus 18. It's really coming around and giving them a lot of credit. Um, maybe they do run away with this one, but I think that's just way too many points here. I would have grabbed the 24 with Louisiana. It's in the A-grade territory for sideline, but I would hold it off at A-grade just because mm -hmm. out of respect what Florida State has done, yep. I don't see why they would get up 42 zip but like if they did i'd be like man that's just this team has just been yeah. doing that you know so yeah uh i like grabbing the 24 but i'm not as confident as the model is on it uh total this one's 51 and a half um what do you have to say i would say let's give a b grade to taking the 24 points with louisiana and i also want to give a b grade to the under 51 and a half so uh 51 still a, a fairly key number not as key as 52 uh but still still a key number there i i think that to your point, Florida State definitely a, a, a I don't want to say a look ahead spot, but you know they're going to be playing who Florida next week, I guess, and so that's always going to be a, a big game. And I don't think they have any incentive to run up the score here. Louisiana, in in their own right, uh, 
you know, played lots of low scoring games this season. Yes. So I, I think this, this is a combination of this is the type of game that Louisiana wants to play. And it's a, a look ahead spot for, for Florida state. They like to keep the ball on the ground. Uh, you know, if they're running for four or five, six yards pops can be a lot of run clock in this game for, for both teams. And, and so I want to give a B grade to the under 51 and a half, and it would not take much for me to give this an A grade. I think, I was, Maybe. I was, no, look, I'll stop you right there. I was already okay. saying, I'm going to talk you into an A grade on this. And there's two reasons why. Okay. Number one, if the model's accurate at all, and Louisiana covers this, it's going under. Mm-hmm. Number two, I'm going to point out Louisiana's record, five and five. Mm. If Florida State gets out early, Louisiana has no incentive to try to score. They were right. at that point, it's pull everybody, keep everybody healthy. We got to win next week to make a bowl game. So yeah. I, I, Florida State has no incentive to run it up. Let's keep everybody healthy, finish out the season strong. It feels like a game where um, the only way it gets high scoring is if there's a lot of turnovers, special teams type things, or just a bunch of quick scores, which could happen, obviously. But yeah. unless there's those like 70 yard quick strike scores, if this game plays out like we expect it to, whether it's a little bit of a, a look ahead spot for Florida state and a little bit of a flat spot for them. against a non-conference team and, and Louisiana kind of, you know, playing, you know, with their ears on fire on defense, that sort of thing. Um, you know, if it's, if it's 17 to 10 at the half, it's going to grind to a low scoring second half. If it's right. 31 zip at the half, I don't think either team, I think both these teams just want to run the ball, punt, run the ball, punt, yeah. get out of town and be yeah. done with it because Louisiana doesn't want to get guys hurt. No one, they got to win next week for eligibility. So I, I don't, yeah. I, I think the unders a very strong play. And as we talked about, Louisiana has been a, a really low scoring team most of the season. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. So let's give that an A grade. What I would tell you viewer and listener, lots of 52s out there, more than a few 52 and a halfs out there. So we're making this an A grade, but hopefully having multiple books like we would encourage you to do, you can go grab a 52 or maybe even a 52 and a half. Yep, absolutely. Uh, never a bad idea to go ahead and shop around, get that extra bit of a uh, bit of help. You never know when, when it's going to matter. Uh, we're going to go A grade under, or we're going to go B grade on Louisiana plus 24. 2 p.m. Eastern, given the weird time slot, I have to assume this is a Pac-12, Pac-12 network. network. Yeah. Washington State and Arizona. Uh, props for Arizona. Stayed up and watched that game. That was just a masterpiece of a performance to, to knock off UCLA um, on the road. I mean, great, great job by them. But my goodness, if this isn't a letdown spot, I don't know what is. Um, yeah. Coming back home uh, all week at class, I guarantee those players have just been living it up. Um, Washington State is a four-point road favorite. Washington State's been a pretty solidly good team. Not great, but good. According to the model, they're ranked 38th. Arizona is still at 78th. We've faded Arizona most of the season. It's mostly worked. It didn't work last week. That's okay. When the model takes a stance against a team like this and it tends to work most of the time, we know we're not going to win them all. We're just going to win most of them. Uh, we're going to back Washington State here again, minus four. Sideline says it should be 8.7. Uh, this has been more in the four and a half to five range. A lot of times it's down to four now. And I, I don't really see it getting lower. So I feel like four is a great spot to jump on getting the push protection in case this game uh, finishes where uh, Washington State has w- one more touchdown where Arizona gets the field goal right. We have that push protection there. Uh, Washington State, also a team that's, we mentioned it last week, we're curious, you know, was the performance the week before indicative of how they're going to play going forward with regards to the offense that we thought we'd see all season? that we hadn't seen 
until recently, if they play that sort of style with the style that Arizona plays, this total doesn't yeah. stand a chance. Last week's team didn't go over. Uh, so there is a little bit of concern there that maybe Arizona's decided to try to protect their defense a little bit. Um, but in general, I think we have just a good amount of evidence that says this should be a higher scoring game. Total's pretty high, but I still like going over. I don't love going over at all, but I think over makes a little bit of sense here. And of course, I really like playing the fourth Washington State because Jared, what is your take? <sighs> Man. So let's give a B grade to lay in the four points with Washington State. I just, I can't get the Arizona Cal game out of my mind. That Arizona and Cal game, which I would say Washington State this season, you could say it's just been a better version of Cal for the up, most up part. Into the, up into the last two weeks. Yeah, yeah. Well, last, Cal, last two weeks, they've all of a sudden become more like a, more like a slightly less good version of Washington than a better version of Cal. Well, yeah. What I would where I'm going with this is Cal put up 600 yards of offense against Arizona, rush for 350 <laughs> yards, and Washington State wants to wants to run the ball, <laughs> and so I can give a C grade on the. I, I get what you're saying stylistically. I was thinking about these about the scores. Yeah. I thought, okay. yeah. yeah, yeah. Well, that too. I mean, like Cal has just not scored very many points this season, right. and and that for the most part, that's how what Washington State has been like. But man, this Arizona the uh, defense has has a way of of making you look pretty good. So we'll give a C grade to the over 63. Um, you know, I just can't get there with with a, a B grade, but we'll, we'll give. I, it I, I'm, I'm fine with that. I okay. kind of think for me personally, a B grade would come at sixty one and a half. Yeah, would be maybe a B grade if it gets a little bit lower. I don't see why it would. Uh, but yeah. if you're able to shop around, if, if it happens, they're like, yeah, a little bit lower at sixty three. Uh, mm-hmm. I'm just not that excited about it. I'm going to question the grade though on Washington State. You talked about Cal being able to do that. Um, to Arizona's defense. We're talking about a letdown spot. It feels like if anything remotely similar happens to that minus four is a cheap price. Maybe I've talked to a lot about this before on sometimes, sometimes we start worrying about key numbers that the, the number is close to, and we should be worried about the next key number because the lines just mispriced completely. If this line's, you know, silence is 8.7. If this line's mispriced, yeah price completely we should be worrying about the key number of six or seven or even eight sometimes that happens rather than three and four and so we're just kind of being like okie doke tier where we're, we're looking at the wrong thing yeah yeah um so you 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 would encourage an a grade on this one i think i'd go a grade on this one i, I just okay. i feel like it's such a letdown spot for arizona i know that they're four and six i know that the future's bright i know that they're fighting for a bowl game if they go yeah. out and win and get to five and six with a, a winnable game next week at arizona state uh for bowl eligibility i'll be rooting for them if they win this game next week for sure to get to a bowl because they're a fun team to watch but yeah. i think this washington state team is just not being respected i think they're pretty good i think they're not not great but good solid you and, know? and and what i would also say is if Arizona wins this game. They can't set the line high enough for for them. I would lay approximately a million points with them against Arizona State the following week because just because of how going, excited you'd be about it. <laughs> yes, yes, and and you know it may or may not be exactly what I talked about uh, during our, our preseason show about about these two teams. So um, yep. yeah, okay, let's give an A grade to laying the four points with Washington State and a C grade on the over sixty three. All right, there you go. Uh, also at 2 p.m. Eastern, weird time slot, but not a Pac-12 game. Hopefully, if it is, then I'm just really confused. Uh, Houston, East Carolina. East Carolina is a six-point home favorite. Sideline says it should be nine. Houston's ranked 70th. I, I, I cannot believe we're here, but week 
after week after week, we see the same thing with Houston. We saw them mm-hmm. get railroaded by SMU. Uh, we've seen them lose games that we feel like they shouldn't lose and you know, barely win games they shouldn't win last week against Temple. Uh, and and yeah. we'll talk about Temple um, later on in the show. Later. Maybe they found something a little bit offensively. They've been a team that's looking a little better, but but the Houston coming into the season should have trounced Temple. Yeah. They're going to play on the road here against an East Carolina team that's pretty good. Uh, I've got East Carolina ranked 45th, Houston 70th. Coming into the season, I'm guessing those were approximately would have been, if they flip-flopped, you'd be like, mm, down here for Houston, only 45th. But yeah. <laughs> they're the team ranked 70th. They do have bowl eligibility. Uh, so does East Carolina. So that's kind of out of the equation. Uh, I, I just love laying the six here with East Carolina. A total of 68 is, I have no idea. Do, do, you, do you have any insight on the total of, uh, of this game? Nope. Uh, because Houston likes to play high-scoring games, apparently, and ECU, it, as a general statement, likes to play lower-scoring games, as evidenced by I have no idea how the Cincinnati game last week still went under uh, the number that we had. I think mm. it was 53 or something like that. No mm. idea how that game uh, ended up going under. Right. And so, no, no input on on the total here. Uh, it's, you know, who who's going to set the pace of this game? I, I have no idea. I have no idea. Uh, I, I, I feel like this is an A grade for me. Personally, laying the six with mm. East Carolina, I just think I've seen enough from Houston. I, I think this number is priced as if, oh, Houston's just having a down year. And I, I don't see why, based off what we've seen on from this year, that we think they can hang in there on the road against a team of the caliber of ECU. I, I just wouldn't be surprised. I mean, I, we think SMU is better than ECU. We saw what happened in that game. Yeah. I mean, yeah, that's true. That's true. I, I just. I don't know. I have concerns about Houston. We kind of talked about this before we started recording that Houston is just going to play like a one score game, no matter what. And, and then you eloquently gave me statistics as to why that is as could be potentially be the case, why it seems that way. Um, so sure. This is one of those things where as a general statement, when the model sees this particular type of edge, it's, you know, usually worth the investment. So based on that, I'm good giving this an A grade, especially at six and, and not six and a half. I believe earlier this week, yes. it was like six and a half. And so like yes. it, obviously a little bit more at, at six. Yes. I don't know how I'd feel about six and a half as much. I'd, I'd like it a little bit less. Maybe, maybe right now it's an A minus at six and at six and a half, it's a B plus. Yeah, and at okay. seven, it's like a B, you know, that sort yeah. of thing is kind of how I view it. Like it's just a little bit worse around these, these key numbers. I just want to talk real quick about East Carolina because they're a fascinating team. Let's go through their schedule. They lost that opening week game by one point at home to NC state. And we did yeah. not know at all about NC state, what would happen all whatever. But I mean, they, they should have really won that game. Yep. They screwed around and lost to Navy in a wonky game in late September. That's like the yep. big asterisk on their schedule. Otherwise, their loss to Tulane is completely respectable on the road. Um, yep. they, they beat Memphis. They beat East, uh, UCF. They won on the road at BYU. And that game last week on the road against Cincinnati, they, they should have won by all accounts. Yeah. Really yeah. good team that's just had a couple of tough losses. Uh, the other reason I like laying the six here with East Carolina is I think they're a much better team. I think if they hang around with how bad their field goal kicker is, uh, it, it may be a thing where they just lose outright. <laughs> so I think it's one of those that if they do what they should, it feels like the UCF game where they're going to go out there and win by three touchdowns. So let's just lay it, right? right. Um, but if they mess around and it's like a, a close game late, they've lost some of these type of games. And so I, 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 I kind of, I guess all I'm trying to say is if you like Houston, especially at a number like six, if you like Houston, I just put them on the money line and just say, 
maybe ECU can somehow blow another close game, but I, yeah. I, I think ECU is just going to truck them because I, I, I feel like people are respecting Houston based off the team that they were last year, and they are nowhere near that team uh, right. this year. Right. So we'll go yep. A-grade play on ECU minus six. Uh, speaking of NC State, 330 Eastern, they'll play Louisville. Louisville is a four-point home favorite. Kissinger, what in the world happened with NC State last week? I, I Could, couldn't tell you. Mr. MJ Morris. Mr. MJ Morris wasn't what I thought he was. Well, they got up big and, and looked solid, and then just the wheels came off. Yeah. Uh, I think they're in for a tough time here against this Louisville team that's been yeah. pretty frisky this season. I've got them ranked 29th. Sideline says it should be Louisville minus eight. It's a pretty sizable edge here laying the four. Um, the issues that we've seen NC State have all season and then magnified again once Leary's been out just seems like they're going to run into a buzzsaw here against this Louisville defense. Louisville's tracked mostly as an under team here uh, this season. I really like that we can get under 45, which is a quasi-key number, a little bit less key than 44, but still important because it could land right on 45 without trying too hard. Because, um, Jared, I, I think we should lay the four with Louisville. I think we should go under 45. What is your take? I want to lay the the four points as well because Louisville ha- has won every home conference game by at least two touchdowns, uh, except the the game early in the season against Florida State, which you know we, we just talked about how Florida State is, we think is a, a pretty good team now, and uh, North Carolina State does not, in my opinion, fall into the category of good football team uh, no. right now, and so no. I definitely want to lay the the four points um, a grade. I'm good with a grade, absolutely. Okay. I was, what I was going to say is, to me, if you aren't giving an A grade to Louisville minus four, I think the logical conclusion is that you have to give an A grade to the under 45. Under. Because yeah. Yeah. It, it's one of those, like, you have to like one of those as an A grade. It's hard to see um, not liking both. I can see you saying one of them I'm a little bit concerned about, but I feel like if that's the concern, yeah. then it leads you to a struggle on the other one. So uh, yeah. I'm, good with, I'm good with the A grade on Louisville for sure. Okay, so I want to give a C grade then to the under forty five because Ooh, I'm, kind okay. of planning, I'm kind of planning my flag on I think that Louisville is the, is the better team here. So uh, I, I want to to lay the four points with an A grade and just give a C grade to the under forty five because you know I, I think this game could be a little wonky. You know, if, if NC State offensively plays like they did the two weeks before and not like they did last week, you know, I could see this game being you know thirty one twenty one or, or something like that. So uh, let's just give a C grade to the under forty five. I, and I could be wrong. It, I don't feel like Louisville's played a lot of games of that caliber. They did play that game like that to Florida State, for sure. Uh, yeah. I guess they got into a little bit higher score of a game with Boston College. Uh, maybe I'm just thinking about you know the recent games with Pitt, uh, James Madison. The Clemson game went <laughs> under, but would have gone over this number. But obviously, NC State's offense isn't anywhere near as good as Clemson's. Yeah, yeah but the, somehow the game with Boston College had 67 points. That's <laughs> also – yeah. I, yeah, I mean <laughs> – no the game with, that one. Yeah, and the game with Virginia had fifty-one. So I, that, I think that, that that's the one I'm thinking. Thirty, the Virginia game. It feels like about the same sort of thing. 30, 34, 17 feels like about yeah. where we would land here, like highest case scenario, right? Yeah, exactly. It's, it's, you know, okay. So we'll go. We, we still like the under, but yep. 
we're a little bit concerned that Louisville might just beat the tar out of them. And so if yep. that's the case, 45 is a really low number. So we'll go under, but only C grade one unit. Uh, we'll go A grade Louisville minus four, three units or max play on that one. Uh, sticking in the conference with Clemson here, 330 Eastern. Miami at Clemson. Miami, hey, um, you know, kudos to you for stopping the train wreck, runaway train, avalanche, whatever you want to call the <laughs> downhill that was their season, the stock market crash. I don't know. I'm out of analogies yeah. here. Um, by beating up on poor Georgia Tech, who uh, lost their quarterback in that game. So, I mean, yeah, I, good for you, but also like show some mercy. You know, they're, they're you know, they're, they're <laughs> children watching that game. Um, yeah. Five and five. Can you believe Miami as bad as they've looked? Five and five. Uh, no, one way from bowl eligibility does not seem possible. Does not seem possible. It does not seem possible. I don't think they're going to get to bowl eligibility against Clemson. We saw Clemson nope. last week kind of right some of the wrongs from the week yeah. before. I still stand by everything I've said about Clemson. Their offense this year is better than what it was last year. It's still not good, but it mm-hmm. is at least kind of competent. The issue is that their kind of competent offense, on occasion doesn't show up. That's what happened. Yeah. It's happened in some other weaker performances. It still has days where it doesn't show up, but on the whole, it's still, it's still better. They just yeah. got to keep moving that direction. If they want to get back to, to prominence, I've got them ranked 10th, mainly on the strength of that defense uh, offense, you know, just good enough, but, but again, not good. Yeah. Got Miami ranked 72nd sideline says this should be Clemson minus 21. I want to lay the 19 here, get out in front of it here while it's still 19, knowing that the game could easily land 20, 21, 22, uh, total is 48. You know, Miami put up all those points against Georgia Tech. Don't think they're going to have an easy of a time scoring against Clemson. Uh, what is your take on this game, Cousin Jared? Yeah, so I, I want to give an A grade to the under 48 in this game. I think that you're going to see a lot more of uh, what you saw from Miami the past few weeks prior to, to last week necessarily than, than what you saw last week against Georgia Tech. And the reason that I say that is because in that Miami-Georgia Tech game last week, there were a grand total of 21 points in the first three quarters and then 28 points in the fourth quarter. And so I think this total was at like 46 and a half earlier this week and it's gone up to 48. I really hope that is not because people are saying, Hey, Miami, they put up 35 points against Georgia tech last week. Uh, they, uh, Van Dyke didn't play. They had another quarterback play through for three touchdowns. Uh, he also only threw for 136 yards and Oregon fans. <laughs> I didn't realize it was that bad. Oh my goodness. Yeah. And, and Oregon fans would tell you that, Hey, this is just kind of what Mario Cristobal does mm-hmm. on offense. Uh, he's just, you know, offense isn't necessarily about burning up the scoreboard. I I don't know what the implied t- uh, you're, you're the statistics professor here, which isn't math. Uh, it's close though. Uh, I don't know what <laughs> I was the like, implied- this, is, this is like basic math. Come on. <laughs> yeah. I don't know what the implied team total is uh, for Miami here, but, Whatever it is, I think that again, I'm done with team totals. I've done terrible on them this season, but I, I think the whatever the team total for Miami is here, I would definitely be eyeing the under Four, uh, 14 and a half. I, I would go under 14 I, and I a half. Uh, I'd go but, under 13 and a half. Yeah, yeah. So a grade under 48, though. And uh, man, I, I, this feels like a game that's going to be real ugly to me. Mm-hmm. And so I may just want to give a C grade to land the 19 points with Clemson mm. because mm. if this game, you told me it was, um, I don't know, 24 to 10 or 27 to 10, I would be mm. like, yep, that, that feels right. Hmm. Hmm. I'm going to say this. Hmm. I, I, I want to push for a B grade, but 
Uh, I'm a little concerned that we're playing the under and laying a big number in a game that doesn't involve New Mexico. Because in that yes. one, I'm totally fine with it. But otherwise, yeah. it's a scary proposition. And yeah. I, I, I am a little worried, like you said, yeah, or, or, or 27 to 10 or 31 to 14, right? There's a lot of ways yeah. that you can see that being under and Clemson winning by 14 or 17. I think Clemson minus 19 is the right side. I for yeah. sure want to be on that. Uh, but if that's if that's how, how you're pushing it, I, I, I think that's fine. We'll go C-grade okay. one unit on Clemson minus 19 and make our big investment on the other 48 as an A-grade. Again, 48 being a key number there, should definitely get that in. Um, on, on, on the push protection of 48 or shop right if you get a 48 and a half, you know, even better. Uh, yeah. But definitely want that 48 rather than a 47 and a half, knowing that 48 is a sometimes common uh, final final outcome for football games. Yep. 3.30 Eastern, Yo Monroe at Troy. Troy's a 14 and a half point favorite. Uh, we do, we need to, do we need to do a setup on this game? Do we need to say anything? Do we like, do, do we need to, what do we need to say? Well, I think, you know, some people have been with us all season and know exactly yeah. where we're going with this and yeah. other people have not. Uh, here's what I will say is that we yeah. have, uh, you know, we're making one play on every game. We're going to put at least one unit on every game. And I think in episode one, I think we had maybe two games that we just passed on the sides. We're like, no, don't even want one unit. Don't know. Don't want to mess with it. That's how I feel about this one. 14 and a half is a gross number here. If I can lay 14 with Troy. I'm, I'm a little more excited about that. If I could lay 13 with Troy, I'm getting really excited about that. There probably will be some field goals in this game. So 13 might matter, might come into play here. Sideline says this should be Troy minus 16 and a half, but at 14 and a half, it's basically a break-even play. So I just am not excited about 14 and a half for Troy. Like I said, if you're able to shop around, if this number moves a little bit, 14, that's investable in my opinion. 14 and a half though, I do not want to lay that with Troy, but my goodness, I do not want to take that with Yul Monroe given how much better I think Troy is in them. I've got Troy ranked 64th, Yul Monroe 114th. Yul Monroe is four and six looking for bowl eligibility. Uh, don't think they're going to get it. I don't think they're going to be able to win this nope. game. Uh, but given the way Troy plays, if this game finishes 17 to 10, I wouldn't be shocked. So again, I'm not excited to lay 14 and a half at all. So I think we're going to pass completely on the side on this. Yeah. But other than that, this is maybe uh, your favorite play of the week, cousin Jared. Yeah, A grade under 48. Uh, man, how can you not love a Troy under? Uh, I, I'm just going to, uh, you know, I'm just going to read off the, the, Troy, the Troy totals this season against FBS teams. 38-60 against App State. So there was a 60-point game in there. Uh, 23-61. Uh, <laughs> another 61. So we've had a 60 and a 61. Uh, 37, who is the 61? Uh, Western Kentucky. 37-31. Uh, 16 40, 19. Earlier this week, this number was like 46 and a half or something like that. I, I hated that we couldn't fit it into our first episode, but we had so many other games that we wanted mm -hmm. to talk about. We said, fine, we'll wait. This will be an A grade for me, like all the way down to 41. And I'll be dadgummed if it didn't go up to 48. I have no idea what these people are, are looking at. Uh, Louisiana Monroe's uh, offense is... I mean, okay. Oh, okay. Their, their defense is, is not great, but Troy does does not care. Uh, again, Western Kentucky got them into a higher scoring game, and App State got them into a higher scoring game. That was back when Western Kentucky – that was like the Western Kentucky's last stand as an offensively-minded team. Like, yes. It was like after the game that they were like, we don't want to do this anymore. That wasn't fun. Like, I don't know why. I, 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 
I don't even know if I would say that. I would say, and you made this point last or la- last week and probably earlier this week, that Western Kentucky just wants to do whatever you don't want to do. They are like also, the number one team at, at doing that, and so I, I think yeah. that was. And they, and they the were team. like, they were like, "Hey, Troy wants to go slow. Like, let's do, let's get this going." Yeah, yeah, and, and yeah. so again, UL Monroe. Thank you for reminding me of, of the genius thing that I said previously that I completely <laughs> forgot I had said. <laughs> yes, yes, there, there you go. That's that's what I'm here for. Uh, and so I just, I mean. I, I don't see any way that this game gets high scoring. This is my favorite play of the week and maybe one of my favorite plays of, of the season. UL Monroe is just not in the class that's going to be able to um, get Troy into a shootout. So A grade under 48. Yep. And reminder that no locks in gambling. This game could go over because anything can happen. If it goes over, yeah. we think it's going to be unlikely. We think it's going to be because special teams turnovers, yep. Ran, yep. you know, random, you know, Troy busted 90 yard run, something crazy. And that's possible, yeah. right? That's sports, that's gambling. So that's why we always say, right. You know, don't bet your eating money because, you know, don't, don't bet the rent money on this. Cause we love it that much. Right. But, but we do yep. think that this is a very good investment. So again, because Jared's favorite play of the week right here is the under 48 in UL Monroe at Troy passing on the side. Again, I hate 14 and a half in this game. 3.30 Eastern, Florida Atlantic, Middle Tennessee. This line's gone up. was five earlier in the week. Sideline says 5.1. It's now up to six. A little bit of an edge here grabbing the six with Middle Tennessee State. Not one that I'm excited about, though. They're down to 104th in the rankings. Florida Atlantic 80th. Big game here. Winner. Bowl eligibility. Loser still has a chance next week. Uh, but winner gets to go to a bowl. So, I mean, both these teams are going to come out firing. Uh, total is 51 in this game. I don't really know what's going to happen. Florida Atlantic definitely is the better team, but going on the road, I kind of think if anybody wins, it wouldn't shock me. Um, I'm going to argue to take the six with Middle Tennessee State. I don't love that play. Um, I don't also think money line on Middle Tennessee State is crazy because, again, anything could kind of happen in this game. Either team could win by 14 and I wouldn't be shocked. Um, right. And that includes Middle Tennessee, Middle Tennessee by 14. Um, yep. So it just kind of a feels like a wonky game. I would not want to lay six with Florida Atlantic because there's a lot of ways that either – that loses because they win by three or four or it pushes. Uh, but again, I'm not in love grabbing a six from middle Tennessee. Cause if they lose by 14, I wouldn't be that shocked either. Uh, cause Jordan, what's your yeah. opinion on this game? Uh, sure. Uh, are we going to make it a B grade or a C grade taking the six points with middle Tennessee? A C, C grade. C grade taking the six points with middle Tennessee. Okay. I good. I can get behind that man. Looking at this total. I wanted to take the over. Uh, because Florida Atlantic is uh, likes to play slower, but they have had games this season where they play higher scoring teams. Uh, like I, I look at North Texas, Purdue, uh, UCF, Ohio, all all scores that would have gone over this number. I we we talked about last week having a lot of surprising results, and this you know the, the result wasn't surprising. Surprising Middle Tennessee beat Charlotte by ten points, uh, but the score in Middle Tennessee and Charlotte was only 24 to 14 and that was I, very surprising. Yeah. And, and so like, you know, middle Tennessee's had some lower scoring games this season, but it's getting been against like Utah Marshall and yeah. Yeah. You know, uh, UAB uh, and when I say lower scoring uh, middle Tennessee didn't, didn't score that many points. Um, <laughs> I still want to give a C grade to the over 51. You're South of a bunch of key numbers there. I think the odds of just, just based on, I think, the odds of Middle Tennessee having another back-to-back games that that don't get out of the upper 30s or low 40s, I, I think, are pretty low. So I want to give a C grade to the over uh, 51. I, I think that uh, Florida Atlantic is going to be able to score against Middle Tennessee, and I think if Middle Tennessee can get to like 20 points, I, I feel or 24 points, I, I feel really good about this. 
I think this is a great time to remind the listener. This feels like an ad read, right? This is not a live ad read. Um, <laughs> this feels like a great time to remind the listener about the whole point behind the A, B, and C grades. And I, I, I did write this up on the website. Hopefully you've read that. But just a quick little refresher here. A grade doesn't mean for sure play and ignore the C grades. The idea is I'm trying to... Uh, indicate how much I'm trying, we are trying to push you in the direction. Uh, A grade, we're trying to push you pretty hard, but if you don't like it, don't play it. You know, you can withstand the firm nudge, right? We're not punching you in the face and pushing you over, right? We're just giving you a firm push. And if you don't like it, then you resist that push. B grade, we're giving you a little bit of push. If you kind of like it and we kind of like it, go for it. Let's make that a play, right? C grade, we're just giving you a little bit of nudge. So if you like it, we'll give you that little bit of nudge go for it. So secret doesn't mean ignore it. It just means we're only going to nudge you a little bit in that direction. But if yeah. you also like it, feel free. So we got double secrets on this one. We're going secret on middle Tennessee plus six and secret on the over 51. We're just giving you a little nudge. If you don't like it, don't play them. If you like them, go for it because we're kind of saying we kind of think that makes a little bit of sense. If you really yeah. like the other direction, we're not pushing, we're not going to fight you on the secret, right? The idea is yeah. on the A grade, if you like the direction, we're going to fight you. We may be wrong, but we're still going to fight you on it. But we are yeah. going to fight you if you go the other direction of the C. But if you kind of like, hey, we're giving you a little nudge that way. So double C grade on this one over 51 and MTSU plus six. And middle Tennessee's plus 190 on the money line. Again, if you're going to play it, that also not a crazy way to, to look at it. You kind of need you need them to win about a, about a third of the time. And I feel like they probably win more like 40, 45% of the time. This is a game that anything could happen. If this gets through a shootout, Middle Tennessee State wins 31-28, wouldn't be surprised. You know, so right. plus 190 offers a little bit of value there. And like I said, they may get smoked. And if so, whatever. You know, you took a shot on plus odds and, and you're not going to win them all. So yeah. uh, kind of another way to look at that one as well. Uh, speaking of that, Charlotte team, 330 Eastern. Louisiana Tech is a three-point road favorite, total of 65. Sunland is Louisiana. Look, uh, look, we all know Charlotte isn't very good, right? Charlotte's ranked 122nd. Not very good. That's a bottom 10 team. That's don't 10 don't tell me. Let me. Let me guess. Let me guess. Yeah, wh- where's, where's Louisiana Tech ready? Because this let surprised me. Guess. me. Don't, don't, have, don't have this open in front of me. 116. That's good. 119. Wow, I mean, wow. there are only two teams in between these two teams. It really surprised me. I, my perception was Charlotte was terrible and that Louisiana Tech was bad, which would mm-hmm. put them further apart. But uh, there's just not a lot of difference with these two teams. One's three and seven, one's two and nine. The records in this case don't lie. In some cases, they do. They're a little bit deceptive based off who you played. You know, Liberty, right, being nine and one. Well, they're not right. as good as you know, several five and five teams, right? But in this yeah. case, both these teams are pretty bad. Uh, Sideline says LaTeX should be a 1.3 road favorite, that they're a little mm-hmm. bit better, but they're on the road. Obviously, there's not a ton of home field edge with the rest of the fans, but a lot of the home edge is refs, travel, being yeah. comfortable with the surroundings, et cetera. And also, I'm not giving three points to home field for anybody in college football. Yeah. This one, I would only give about two anyway. So, um Tiny home field edge for Charlotte is enough where getting the three points makes sense. Or maybe alternatively, maybe not grabbing the three, maybe the money line here because of the fact that mm. we think there should be a lot of points in this game. And at that point, the three may not matter. The, the argument for three is if it goes to overtime, you'll like having those three points in your back pocket. The argument for the money line yeah. is it, it, it the score gets off, it could just be a back and forth type game. And who really knows? Two bad teams without a lot of defense. I could kind of argue a little bit either way because uh, what is your take? My take is that I hear what you're saying about the money line. I, I don't think I could pass up three points if that were the side we wanted to play on just because it's, it's three points with two, to your point, really bad teams. There's been oftentimes this season where we've put, you know, multiple units on the, uh, you know, uh, taking a couple points or laying a couple points and, or, and then, you know, put a third unit on, on the money line. Um, 
and the game with two really bad teams, you're just it's going to be difficult to talk me out of you know not taking the points with uh, you know when, when two bad teams are involved. So um, is this going to be a, a B grade or Although, a C grade? Taking the, uh, the three points. C grade because C grade. both teams okay. are bad. I don't want to be too invested. Let me let me. Yeah. I, I hear what you're saying, but right now Charlotte's plus three, minus mm-hmm. one fifteen. What odds would you need to be talked in the money line? Because it's a little bit higher than I expected. Mm. So plus three at minus one fifteen. Uh, I, I feel like I would need to be like plus one thirty. It is plus one thirty. Wow. Okay. That's. I was expecting to be about plus one twenty, and I was going to be like, no, no, I want the three, but plus one thirty. Yeah. Well, okay. So let me let me do the second part of this first, and then we'll come right, back to this. Right, C grade right. over sixty five. I don't know who's stopping who in in this game. I think there's going to be lots of points, and obviously, as the spread indicates, um, I don't think it's going to be a situation where one team's going to get so far ahead of the other that anybody has an incentive not to score. I think both teams are going to be incentivized to score the entire time. So let's get a C grade over sixty five. Why? Why? Why only a C and not a B? It's too terrible teams and again uh middle tennessee and charlotte last week had 38 points and so that that's my main reason why i um i feel like it's going to be a high scoring game but like if if i could if i felt like i could tell you anything with absolute confidence on these two teams i would be lying to you louisiana tech allowed 51 points to utsa they got into a game with utep that had 72 points yeah they scored 40 on Middle Tennessee. I, yeah. Okay. Fine. We can go B grade. We can go B. God, yeah. We can go B grade. We can go I B think grade. B grade makes sense. I think B grade makes sense at 65. Um, yeah. Maybe, yeah maybe 65 and a half, maybe. Once it gets to 66, now push on that on a, on a county key number there. I, I think once you get up to that point, I'm a little bit less excited at 65. I think it makes, I, I, makes I would, sense for the B grade. I would take a firmer stance on that. I would say 65 is. Okay. The, 65 is it for, you want for the push, a B grade. push protection on that. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, so 65 okay. for a B grade there. And so sure with that in mind, I think there's going to be a lot of points in this game. We can yep. go C grade at plus 130 with, with Charlotte. All right. That sounds good. Uh, C grade on the money line plus 130 on Charlotte. Uh, and, and just if you're what we're saying there, I'm seeing some different numbers here right now. I'm seeing some plus 130s out there. Some plus 115s. If you're on plus 115, I, I want to take, take three points. Take three points. Uh, yeah. Yeah, so it kind of just depends on what numbers you're at. Shop around. Uh, we'll go C-grade pick there just because who the heck knows. So get some value with the home team in a what should be an, a, maybe an entertaining game if yeah. the quality isn't there, but, but at least entertaining. And we're going to go B-grade over 65 uh, at that number and that number or lower, uh, not yeah. any higher. 4 p.m. Eastern, Cincinnati at Temple. Total on this one's 50 and a half. Uh, has Temple found something on offense? I mean, that's the, the big question. Um if they have, is it going to work against Cincinnati? That's the follow-up I, question. My And my answer was going to be, I think that whether they have or not, it would be irrelevant against Cincinnati. Uh, Cincinnati's a 17-point favorite in this one. Sunlight's a 17.5, but I feel like we've said this a lot with Cincinnati this year and last year, and it's held true. I, I don't I, – do I dare say like nine times out of ten? I mean, it, it feels like it's that high that against better teams, they play better. Doesn't mean they cover. It just means they play better. And against weaker teams, they don't come out strong. They play around with their food and they struggle covering big numbers on the road. Uh, after last week, I, I just don't see them covering this number. I do like that. It's at 17 though. If it's at 16, 16 and a half is a little bit of a different story, but I think grabbing the 17 points uh, with temple 
makes a lot of sense, especially when you consider Cincinnati coming off of that big win, lucky win maybe, against East Carolina next week playing Tulane. I mean, this is just a spot where they want to get out of Dodge with the victory. Cincinnati's had a fairly tough schedule, but this has been pretty on point for them uh, this year. Once they've gotten into conference, they didn't win by much uh, against Tulsa. They didn't win by much against South Florida. Uh, then they had the, I mean, a bigger road game against SMU. Didn't win by much there because... Uh, no, they didn't, they didn't cover that game. They didn't because they... Uh, kicked a billion field goals. Uh, yes, they dominated they SMU, but they kicked too many field goals. Then they had uh, the loss to UCF, played around with their food against Navy, uh, only only one by 10 there. And last week, uh, they're playing a lot of tight games. Or maybe yeah. the story is actually also Cincinnati just isn't that good. I mean, I'm not sure. Yeah. So it's either yeah. it's either they don't dominate like they should or they aren't that good. Either way, grabbing 17 with Temple makes a lot of sense. Temple's not a very good football team, but Cincinnati just hasn't dominated like they did last year. Yeah. Um, Kinsinger, what do you think? So last season, these two teams played. Obviously, Cincinnati was a much better team last Correct. year, uh, much better offensively last year. Uh, that game ended 52-3. to three. Uh, got, got news for you. Cincinnati ain't scoring 52 points no. in this game. And so if you cap it at like, I don't know, 41 points, which I think is being very, very gratuitous uh, to, to or, you know, 38 points, 41 points, whatever. I think it's very, being well, very, very gratuitous look, look, to Cincinnati. It, since... Conference play started. Here's how many points Cincinnati scored in every game. 31, 28, 29, 21, 20, 27. So they're not, probably not going to score 41. I don't uh, think so. <laughs> yeah. The under is the right side here. This yeah. opened at 55 points for a hot second. Um, it quickly came down, but we didn't include it in the first show because it was like 53. And we're like, oh, that's fine. That's going to be an A grade down to like 52 or 51. Uh, there's lots of... 51 still out there. I only want to give this a B grade at 50 and a half. Um, I think I would need 52 to make it an A grade. Don't think it's going back there. Uh, shop around, find a 51 out there. It's a lot better. If, 50 and a half. If there's weather concerns and obviously we're still at Tuesday, right? So we can look at the weather now, um, but we'll have a better idea the next day, the next day, the next day. If there's weather concerns, would that change your opinion on this with regards to how low you would play the under four and a grade. Mm. Depending on how bad the weather was, you could convince me that like 48 could be an a grade if the weather was looking really bad. Okay. Right now it's looking mostly just cold um, mm -hmm. wind 10 to 15 miles an hour. Um, uh, AccuWeather says feeling like January. <laughs> um, okay. So not great weather, but also not necessarily going to hinder things too much. Again, as of right now, who knows in three days, that may be a different story. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so again, give it a B grade under 15 and a half, find a 51 that's out there. There's lots of 51s uh, available. I still make that a B grade. If you find a place that had a 52, which I don't think you do, but if it goes back up to 52 somewhere, that's an A grade. With regards to the temple plus 17, according to uh, the model, not a great play, but again, given what we've seen from Cincinnati, I feel like Temple plus 17 is a pretty strong side. Uh, B grade, C grade, where where are we at on the Temple plus 17? Uh, I'm a little bit concerned that Temple has kind of shot its shot the past two last, weeks. Last week. Yeah, last week and the week before that when when they beat South Florida. And, right. and so I just – 
I think I would say a C grade, but if you wanted, uh, actually, no, let's make this a B grade. You've had a good read on Cincinnati throughout, uh, you know, conference play here. So let's, let's make it a B grade, acknowledging that you've had a better handle on Cincinnati than I have. All right. We'll go B grade then temple plus 17 and under 50 and a half, but again, shop around, get that 51 could matter. Probably doesn't. This is probably, this is probably just like the Navy game. Cincinnati probably wins this 20 to 10. Um, so it probably doesn't matter, but again, you never know when it will. It's only going to matter one out of 20 spots or something, but that one out of 20 spots, you're going to want that push, um, rather, rather than a loss. So, uh, temple plus 17 under 50 and a half, both are B grade plays. Also at 4 PM Eastern, a forward international at UTEP, uh, a game that's probably not going to get a lot of, uh, TV time. Florida International, second worst team in the country, according to Sideline, at 130. Get this, get this, because you're uh, second worst team in the country, ranked 130th. They have four wins on the season. That tells you how weak of a schedule they've played, A, and B, just how bad they've gotten destroyed in those losses. Um, I can never remember a situation where I had the second worst team in the country at four and six. Four wins, yeah. incredible for, for four wins for the second worst team in my college basketball ratings. Sure, you play 30, 30 games, but in college football, yeah. yeah, blows my mind. Uh, UTEP one hundred and seventeenth, uh, losers out of bowl contention. I don't see Florida International winning, so UTEP no. needs a big win here to get to five and six and keep their bowl hopes alive. Total on this one is fifty one. Sideline says this should be fifteen instead of fourteen. Uh, this is one of those games where my read on Florida national has been, they've been this underdog in a bunch of games this year and they've either lost by 30 or they've won outright. So hmm. they at least run the right side of 14 and not 14 and a half, <laughs> yeah. but it feels like Florida national is either going to do something stupid and win. And we're all going to be like, huh, how did that happen? Cause they've done it four times this year, or they're just going to get destroyed by a UTEP team who again, needs to show up and play. This is not a look-ahead spot for them, given that they've got to win this game to keep their bull hopes alive. Uh, right. Jared, what's your take on this one? I want to lay the 14 points with UTEP. I just think that UTEP is in a, a different class of team than, than FIU. And FIU seems like the type of team that, like this is kind of how uh, UTEP and Dana Dimmel have made their living, is they play a lot of bad teams in Conference USA, and you you beat those soundly beat those bad teams that are in conference USA. You yourself are not a great team, but if you beat all of the bad teams in conference USA, you're probably going to go to a bowl game. And, and so I, I think that's what I see here. Um, I want to give a B grade to land the 14 points of UTEP just because I think FIU is really bad. And I think UTEP is the town team that just t- takes care of business. All right, we'll go be great on UTEP minus 14. The issue with UTEP, of course, is their last game of the season is against UTSA. So it's going to be tough for them to get, to go bowling. Uh, they had their chance. They lost that game to New Mexico back in September. And that really hurt their chance to yeah. go to bowl. Otherwise, they mostly taken care of business against the bad teams. They did lose at Louisiana Tech, but that was a road game. Um, they lost at Rice Road game. They lost a couple of close games on the road. Um, the New Mexico game was on the road. But they've yep. taken. They've been a little bit better um, at home. It was, of course, they had the uh, you know the Boise victory there. They beat Florida Atlantic at home. So, yeah. Um, you know, again, they they need they need to win, and then they can worry about UTSA next week. Uh, so we're gonna lay the fourteen with UTEP. Be great pick for us. Five PM Eastern, Arkansas State at Texas State. Texas State is a five and a half point home favorite. Total is fifty one in this one. Sideline says it should be Texas State minus six. 
the tiniest bit of edge to playing Texas State, but not one that I'm going to um, be excited about, given I don't really know what to make of either one of these teams. I'd rather be on Texas State side than Arkansas State side, just because Arkansas State has been mostly hot garbage this year. Um, both teams are three and seven. Texas State's ranked 106. Arkansas State 118th. Another game probably not going to get a lot of TV time. Similar total to the one before, though, also right at 51. Cousin Jared, what is your take? A grade over 51. I've talked about it all season about how Arkansas State's defense is terrible. Talked about it all last season, how they were terrible. Talked about this season, how they were terrible. Uh, the thing is with Arkansas State is that they Sometimes played... we talked about Arkansas and you added the state to it. Talked about how their defense was terrible, but it actually worked out okay because the Arkansas is too. So Yes, yes, exactly. Uh, the thing with Arkansas State this season specifically is you couldn't just blindly play the overs because they're in the same division as Louisiana and Southern Miss and uh, I guess, uh, yeah, their last game of the season is against Troy. So, man, talk about a, a clash of styles uh, there. Um, man, Arkansas State gave up 33 points at home to UMass last week. That seems impossible. Uh, that does seem impossible. Uh, they've gone under this number twice this season. Uh, one of those games was against Southern Miss. One of those games was in a literal monsoon. And, and so, you know. And Texas State is not that good defensively. I mean. No, no. Th their their defense is, is – okay but yeah. like it's not southern miss yeah yeah yeah. it's it's not any of those teams and i think that texas state is i, I think both teams are going to be able to put up some points in this game so a grade over 51 love it that it's at 51 being south of 52 55 uh you know 57 58 so you know i think there's just a lot to like here all you're doing is asking arkansas state to do the exact same thing that they've more or less done for the past two seasons all right, we'll go A grade over 51. I'm going to argue for a C grade pick on Texas State minus five and a half. I like it at South of six. And after what happened last week with Arkansas State, I just yeah. feel like they are terrible. And I just yeah. want to play against them because last week pissed me off against UMass. <laughs> yeah, I, I, I understand that. Um, Texas State has not gone over this number very often. So I just want to acknowledge this. Texas State has not gone over this number very many times this season. But again, Southern Miss, Troy, James Madison – uh, FCS game, Baylor, FIU, like FIU, FIU got 10 points. So like Florida or Texas state got to like 40 and they're like, Oh yeah, I'm, I'm good. Um, so like, we, know, like we talked about in the last time with Florida international, right? Like they've either won or they've just gotten trounced. Like had they done anything in that yeah. game, that game goes over, but that was just one of the games they just did not show up. in. <laughs> yeah. And so Texas state, their, their offense is not wonderful by any means. Uh, but they've just played a lot of good defensive teams or a bunch of crappy teams where they were not required to score. Um, yeah. So anyway, don't, don't be scared off when you see that. A grade over 51. A grade over 51. You go with the C grade on Texas State minus five and a half? I'm good with that. All right. So we'll go one unit on that and then our big investment on the over. 6 p.m. Eastern, Marshall at Georgia Southern. This number started out at, I think, three. Now it's out to four and a half for Marshall. Mm. Uh, I guess a solid Georgia Southern team ranked 85th. Marshall's ranked 65th. Marshall's gotten to that bulge really with six wins. Georgia Southern at five and five needs one more, whether it's this week or next. Southern says this should be 4.3, but surprisingly a little bit of a mathematical edge here on the plus four and a half, given that when you're favored by 4.3, your most likely outcomes are four and then three and then six. And so getting four and a half actually makes it a little bit of a decent play on Georgia Southern. Not one I'm overly excited about, but one that I do recommend playing. Total on this one is 53 and a half. What do you have for us here? I'm good with a C grade, uh, taking the four and a half points with Georgia Southern. I wish that I had something to say about this total, but I have nothing to say because uh, Marshall 
love a good Marshall under Georgia Southern is not the team with which to play unders on. And so I just, especially this being at 53 and a half, like if maybe if this were at 55, you could talk me into it. Maybe that's something that we want to look for. Maybe, um, you know, some money starts coming in later in the week. They see a Georgia Southern game. They see it below the number of 55. Uh, maybe some money starts coming in on, on the over. Uh, I just, there just are a bunch of 54s and a handful of 54 and a halves out there. So I don't know if that means that's where the whole market's going up. There's a lot of them out there. Yeah, so if this got to 55, I would be good with playing a, under there. I'd, I'd debate between a C and a B grade at, at this point, or at that point. Uh, but yeah, I just, at 53 and a half, I, I just can't do it because these two teams are the antithesis of, of each other. And I don't know which one wins out. Uh, we'll go see great pick on Georgia Southern plus four and a half. It's at minus 103 right now too. My recommendation is if you like Georgia Southern, also split your wager a little bit, maybe two thirds, one third, kind of like we've done before with some of the things. Put two thirds of your wager on plus four and a half. Put a third of your wager on that plus 170. I, I think this is going to be a lot about who controls this type of game. If Georgia Southern plays mm-hmm. the type of game they want, Marshall's not going to be able to keep up. If Marshall plays yeah. the type of game they want, uh, Georgia Southern is just going to get frustrated and it's going to be a lot of three and outs. Their offense is going to get going. Their defense is going to get tired. And Marshall's going to have yeah. a long offensive drive. So it's all about who controls this game. So I don't think Georgia Southern is more likely to win. It's like we talked about before, just a plus 170. They need to win that about you know upper 30% of the time. And if they control this game, they've got a good shot to win it. So I think grabbing the four and a half makes a lot of sense. There's a lot of value in that. But also, like I said, sprinkling a little on the money line makes some sense because – I don't know what's going to happen in this game. And if they play their type of game, plus 170 is going to look really good. Yeah. And also just just want to, to everybody to know, going back and looking at Marshall's schedule this season, you know, a lot of times we talk about analogs for, for games when they've played teams that are similar. There is no analog for Georgia Southern on Marshall's schedule. Marshall has played a lot of lower scoring teams. You know, the big school they played, they played Notre Dame. Um, th- there is not a team that you can pinpoint that Marshall has played this season that would be a good analog for this. So, um, you know, did our research here. I, I'm telling you, I just I just don't know what to do with this this number all right 7 30 eastern why is bedlam happening this week i'm very confused uh but here we are uh yeah oklahoma state oklahoma i i i don't i look what else can wow am i i feel like i have to say it because there's someone new here but if you've been with us you know how i feel about oklahoma uh mm-hmm. i took a stance last week and i said they're not good and that why they were favored by that much in morgantown was beyond me. Uh, yeah. The game played out a little bit lower scoring, a little uglier than we thought because the weather um, was kind of nasty. Uh, again, you know, <laughs> the perils of sometimes making plays on Sunday night. Um, yeah. Spencer Sanders came back and played for Oklahoma State, gave them a little bit of a pulse against Iowa State. He split time in that game. He's still clearly not right, but he's definitely better than the backup who was terrible. I assume yeah. he's playing in this game given that it's a rivalry game. I, I see no reason why he's going to be held out of this one. Um, right. Again, it's not 100% Spencer Sanders. If it was, it's a different story, but it's a competent enough Spencer Sanders that I cannot explain why this number is seven and a half. Oklahoma is not a bad football team, but they just are not the same Oklahoma. There's just too much respect for them. Kind of reminds me of Houston. Just too much respect for what they've been in previous seasons. And for Oklahoma, what they've yeah. been in, oh, you know what, 30 of the last 35 seasons or something ridiculous like that, how good they've been. Maybe even, maybe even longer than that. Yeah. Maybe longer than that. I can't even – it's just incredible the run they've been on. But this is just not a good team relative to that. So that's got them ranked 34th. Kissinger, Oklahoma's 5-5. Five and five. I, I remember uh, that uh, 
I'm blanking on his name right now, but one of the writers for the athletic um, projected this season that Oklahoma would finish seven and five. And he got vilified on, on Twitter and everywhere else because he was like, Oklahoma's like, I can go 75. And I, th- I think that Oklahoma might easily go seven and five. <laughs> I mean, they might go six and six, right? They, yeah. They've got yeah. this one in their seven and a half point favorites. I think it's way too much. I, I think taking the seven and a half to Oklahoma State makes a ton of sense. Next week, can't, at Tech. That's at not the very easy. Weekend. Yeah, at the, at the very least, can't believe you're getting a hook on this game. Can't believe you're getting a hook. This was seven. I thought seven was great. Now getting the hook uh, yeah. just too, makes too much. And something says this should be Oklahoma minus four. Both these teams have gotten the mid thirties. Oklahoma State, the model's reacting to the their play of late. Uh, but that's how Oklahoma's looked all season. So, I mean, this yeah. was an Oklahoma State team that earlier in the season, I would have said, absolutely can go on the road and get this victory. But with the way they played lately, now they're kind of more at Oklahoma's level where they're not terrible, but they're just not good. They're not at the level that half of the mm-hmm. Big 12 is. Mm-hmm. Total on this one, 64, I, I, I want to go over. I do. <laughs> Oklahoma's defense isn't very good, and they've got a decent mm-hmm. offense. Um, I don't know with Oklahoma State, though, like – they're just a weird team this year. And, and really yep. it starts and stops with Spencer Sanders. If he's healthy, they seem like a team that they want to get him the ball as often as possible. And their defense, they want to play aggressive and try to force turnovers. If they give up big plays, that's fine. Because if not, they can get sacks. They get the ball back quickly and get it back into Spencer Sanders' hands. And it just drives scoring. When, when he's been a little hobbled, they've struggled in the red zone. They've yeah. played a little bit more cautiously. They've, they've tried to protect their defense a little bit more. When he's healthy, they, they didn't try to protect their defense at all. They didn't care because they yeah. were like, whatever, we've got we've got a good quarterback and a good offense. So I'm, I still think over is the right play here. I, I, I'm, I'm, I'm thinking we should probably play it as a C grade because I, I kind of want to be on record as this. I think it's the right side. Yeah, I'm, I'm, I, I would not allow you to play it more than a C grade. Yeah, I, yeah. I, well, I'm with you. The way that there's just Oklahoma State's been a little bit weird. Uh, but if this turns into an old school shootout, that wouldn't surprise me too much. Um, so I'm thinking over 64 is a C grade. Over at 64 and a half, maybe 65. But beyond that, I, at that point, I think it's just a waste. Uh, but I yeah. love grabbing the seven and a half with Oklahoma State. I don't know why. I don't know who's going to win. If either team wins, wouldn't shock me. But there's a lot of ways Oklahoma wins this game and doesn't cover seven and a half. Because, uh, Jordan, what do you have to say? I uh, feel like you said it all. I, I don't know. I, I mentioned I thought this was a good play at seven. I don't know why we're getting seven and a half. Um, two teams where, um, you know, if, if this game ended up, you know, 21-20, I, I think I would probably be surprised at only 41 points. But outside yeah, of that, yeah. like, I, I don't know what you could tell me about this game that would surprise me. And yeah. so I think getting seven and a half points is, is uh, quite the good play. Yep. So we'll go a grade play on Oklahoma state plus seven and a half, uh, kind of an a minus play at seven, just cause I, I could really see this game being, I, I see if Oklahoma wins this game, quote unquote air, air quotes handily, I think it's going to be, you know, 38 to 24 late in the game and Oklahoma mm-hmm. state, can get that back door and yeah, get yeah. you to lose by seven. If yeah. Oklahoma state stays in this game, I think late it's going to be 31 31 and it'd be really hard for Oklahoma to cover. So there's just a lot of yeah. ways Oklahoma state covers this, or is at least in this for a backdoor possibility getting the hook. Yeah. So at seven again, drops a little bit because that back door might only get you a push, but yeah, seven and a half. I, I absolutely love this number. And, and just another comment on the over, I think with this being a rivalry game, regardless of what the score is, I think both teams are going to be trying to score. 
<laughs> every time they have the ball, even if it's late in the game. Uh, I think both teams also are going to be trying to score. So, so lends a little more credence to your, your over pick there. Also true. Yes, yeah, so we'll go C grade over A grade on the Cowboys plus seven and a half. Um, there are a lot of 64 and a half, so it might be going up. So again, get it at 64, 64 and a half before it's 65. Um, if, if you are so inclined to play the over. And again, I, I just have to throw it out there. Folklum will lose this game. Five and six going to Lubbock next week. Not where you want to be. Yeah, going to be tough. going to be tough. Yep. Uh, wrapping us up for this episode, 7.30 Eastern, New Mexico State at Missouri. Because uh, I have two plays I love in this one, and I couldn't tell you which one I love more. So oh uh, we're, we're either going to go double A grade or you're going to have to talk me down off the ledge on one of these. Uh, I, New Mexico State getting 20 and a half is way too many points. Look, the model realizes New Mexico State is terrible. They're ranked 125th, mm-hmm. although incredibly, kind of like it with FIU, four wins on the season. They're, they're yeah. Four, four wins in the season, and yeah. they're 100. They're four, and they're not just four wins, they're four and five. Except that game canceled. They're four and five, and still 125th. They just, just they're, they're not good, but they've, they've won some games. Really weak schedule, really weak schedule, right? The model knows they're terrible. I've got Missouri ranked 61st. Missouri's not that good. Now, Missouri absolutely going to go out there and try to win this game. They need this to get their fifth win so that next week they've got a chance for bowl eligibility. I'm not saying that Missouri's going to lose this game by any stretch of the imagination, but they have no incentive to run up the score, knowing that they still need to win next week. Um, they know they should win this game. It's it's a little bit of a look-ahead spot. Um, you know, not maybe complete look-ahead spot, but a little mm-hmm. bit of one, given that New Mexico State's not very good. Total on this one's 46, and I, I just don't see – I don't see either team scoring that many points. I mean, this feels yeah. like a game that's just ugly. Uh, you know, something like a, a you know thirty-one to ten type game. Mm-hmm. Um, Sidelines should be twenty-two. Again, I, I just do not see why it's twenty-eight and a half. There's just again no incentive, no reason for yeah. Missouri to win this game by thirty plus points. We saw New Mexico State lose buy those 40-ish points against better teams like Wisconsin. We, we dogged on Wisconsin, but Wisconsin's still a better team than Missouri's. Um, yeah, it's true. Just too many points in this one. I love grabbing the 20 and a half, and I just don't see enough points. I don't see getting to 46. Um, Cousin Jared, if, are you gonna, where are you going to try to talk me off the ledge on, on a double-A grade on this one? Uh, I will not allow you to make an A grade on New Mexico State against an SEC team. Just won't, just won't <laughs> let it happen. But I can, we can do the A grade under forty six, and we can go B grade, getting the twenty eight and a half points. I like you. I feel like I can see more scenarios where this game goes under forty six than than I do uh, New Mexico State covering the the twenty eight and a half. And like we talked about, those are correlated. That's why I said I love them yeah, both. Yeah. So either way, if if you kind of like you're saying, you know, I kind of think this one makes a little more sense. I think that I'm totally good with that. Um, yeah. There is a world where obviously Missouri wins this game, 35 to three. Um, yeah, it goes under Mexico State just struggles. Thir- Thirty eight to nothing, something yeah. like that. Yeah, absolutely. So we'll go A grade under forty six, B grade on New Mexico State plus twenty eight and a half. Finish on a bang there with an A grade and a B grade. Uh, yeah. Otherwise, that's all we've got for you this episode. One more to go. Cousin Jared, any parting words from you? It's a good time of year. College football going on. College basketball is rolling. The the, the picks over at the college basketball from sideline have been doing uh, really, really well. So make sure you're checking that out uh, every day. Uh, man, like I said, only a couple more weeks of college football season. We need to enjoy it while we still have it. 
Absolutely. All right. Well, thanks for tuning into this episode of Picks with the Professor. Don't forget to subscribe so you can ensure all the sports betting content. We'll be right on this channel. Drop right into your feed. We'll see you again. One more college football episode and again, college basketball throughout the week with our friend Jake. Until we see you next time, as always, best of luck. And remember, you can get your betting money, but please don't bet your eating money.